This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ooh, it's a sharp tongue podcast. <laughs> Carlin just licked my face. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get this thing started. Sharp tongue podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal. Look, well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Woo! Happy New Year, folks. I mean, I've already said that before. We're well into January 2020. It's the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Your girl. Cheers! Cheers, everybody. Got my organic wine because guess what? I'm entering this new decade with a fucking wine allergy. Day drinker, overthinker, right here. Coming to you hot. Speaking of coming to me hot, you guys should come see me live, please. And thank you. I'm going to be at the Spokane Comedy Club this weekend with my dear friend, my comedy brother, Mr. Leo Flowers, you're not going to want to miss this show, the 16th, 17th, and 18th. Four shows, three nights, Spokane Comedy Club, one show Thursday, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. You can go to, let's see what the website is, SpokaneComedyClub.com, and get your tickets there, please. Come on through. We're going to have a great time. That is my only um, live show I'm having this month. I'm going to be all out and about. During February, I'm going to be in Boston the 6th, 7th, and 8th at Laugh Boston. I will be at Grand Valley State University in Allendale, Michigan the 13th. Hopefully, I'm going to have some Valentine's Day show. We're working on it now. I'm also going to be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, the Cisco Brewers, the 21st and 22nd of February. I'm also going to be going back to Michigan at Grand Rapids, the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Coming at you. Coming at you. Come out. Please come out and have some fun. Have a grand old time. You deserve it. You freaking deserve it, you guys. Come out and laugh. A portion of the proceeds go towards the Alzheimer's Association. 
We're just going to, we're going to keep it real. and We're going to have a fucking fun time. You deserve to have a fun weekend. Don't we all? Don't we all deserve to have a fun weekend? I mean, damn it. You know what I did all weekend? Slept. Shit, just dropped wine in my pants. I slept. Yeah. That's a sign of a rock star. (laughs) You know what I did this weekend? Fucking rested so hard. It felt good, though. There's something about it now where it just, I know I need it. So it feels extra good. I know I'm not like missing out on anything because I'm still working really hard. And just being able to take a a day nap. Yo, I on Saturday, I took a nap from 3 to 5. Woke up only to eat and went back to bed for like 12 hours. (laughs) I'm not even sick. I'm just fucking exhausted. And uh, it turns out I got a, a bump in my boob. I got. I went to go check, get it checked out today. It's fine, guys. I'm gonna be fine. I have no breast cancer scares in my family, luckily enough. And it's this healthcare system is just frustrating because I went to the doctor today, paid eighty dollars for her to tell me to go to somebody else. Bitch, why couldn't we Skype this? Why can I come over to your house when you were having a cup of coffee to have you feel my tit for two seconds to tell me to that I gotta go to somebody else for them to feel my tit more? So you just do a light tit swipe and I got to go to somebody else to get a deeper tips tit swipe. This feels like college. I didn't go to college, but I would imagine this is what college feels like. Just a bunch of awkward hands on your boobs. <laughs> you know, it's like I paid $80 for this bitch to tell me to go to somebody else. And, and then I got to make a whole other appointment. I get it. I get why people get so frustrated over this healthcare system because what if... I was a mom. You know, I mean, I'm a dog mom. I have three dogs, which equals to like one unruly child. But if I had a real kid and I had to make another appointment, I would be fucking livid. And I am fucking livid because I'm, you know, I'm a busy person as it is. But if I was a mom on top of it and this motherfucker told me I had to make another motherfucking appointment and I had to pay another motherfucking eight dollars. What was that person going to tell me? Hey, 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 yeah, we found the 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 bump that the other lady found. You got to go to the other people so they can find it more. You got to, I'm just, it, it's like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Can this bitch come and find my boob? Because by the time I get through all of these specialists, I'm still going to have a lump on my tit that needs to be handled. So if anybody out there uh, wants to handle my tit lump on a budget, hit your girl up. Hit your girl up. Let me know. The people's champ needs a little <laughs> assistance good thing I have insurance but maybe not a good thing I have insurance once they know you have insurance it's 17 uh, appointments until anyone even touches your tit feels like one big cock tease I am the people's champ and coming up on this episode speaking of cock tease speaking of people's champ I sat down with my serious XM brother my podcast husband to talk a whole bunch of trash. We were talking shit about Casey Anthony and flying with emotional support pets and how to make the road feel more like the home that you need while you're out there traveling as a comedian. All sorts of interesting, fun stuff with my very dear podcast slash serious XM brother from another mother. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Swapcast special with Mr. Mike Tully.
unknown, the host of the Shark Sharp Tongue Podcast, the Road Warrior, the People's Champ. Hello, and welcome back, Jesse May Peluso. I am the People's Champ, but I'm only the People's Champ on this show. It doesn't bleed out into my regular life. You've made me a spoiled, spoiled girl. So, like, in pro wrestling, they would have the world champion, and then they would have the the intercontinental champion, which I've never understood the difference between. It seems like intercontinental encapsulates the world. Yeah. Maybe the world champ was also sovereign over the oceans or something or like that. Or maybe, like, it just also broke through the Earth's atmosphere and oh. was, like, the universal champion. Why isn't universal champion? That's presumptuous. We don't know what sort of grapplers are out there oh, beyond the Milky Way. Shit. But yeah, your I guess your your reign is sort of localized. It's got to start somewhere. They say the hardest part is making your first million. If you can be the champion as a wrestler <laughs> in life, if you can be the champion of one small radio show slash podcast, you can build on this. You if you if you speak it, they will listen. So you were away for a very long time. I have been gone. So much this past six months, it's unbelievable. More than usual? Yeah. More than ever? Yeah. Why? I'm on the road for like four weekends in a row, which is insane. This is a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing, but it gets a little... Uh, y- y- you start to teeter on the line of yelling at old ladies waiting in line for a, a coffee because you're tired. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> which is just not... You should never do that. No. I, I think... I screamed at a woman at the grocery store, and she turned around, and she had one eye. You know? Well, you didn't know that. I didn't know that, but then I told her, keep being, her one eye on the road, you know? Being a cyclops does not mean you're allowed to be an asshole. Exactly, but I don't think she's being an asshole. She just, her shopping cart, her driving through the grocery store was really, Oh, I was in a hurry. You're getting short. <laughs> I was getting short, and I was like, Jesse, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You cannot be out here yelling at elderly people. Do you have a regimen that you follow? I feel like it will not surprise you for me to say this, that if I knew I was going to be on the road X amount, you know, three weekends per month for months and months, I would have a plan to make every travel lodge room my home. Oh, yeah, I do for sure. Yeah. I do the the baggie over the remote to get rid of those, like, you know, fecal amoebas and the taint juice. Mm-hmm. I put it, sometimes I'll put a candle. I've got my Bluetooth speaker. I've got my pillowcases, oh, my slippers. Pillowcases? Yep. I've got That's 20 things that I bring on the road every single time. Okay. One of them is um, I have, like, flip-flops. I got my own tea and coffee. You can save like hundred bucks on the road with yeah. your own tea and coffee. And yours is better. Yeah, mine's much better. Mm-hmm. I bring my weed. I got my like my little weed. I hide it in all of my little nooks and crannies in my bags. Because you're still bringing it to some states where it is verboten. Oh yeah, and by nooks and crannies, I mean my asshole. I took that for granted. I was just gonna <laughs> let that. I was just gonna let that slide. You know a good place to hide your joints allegedly if you're traveling. Where's that? In those little travel Q-tip cases. You just have to roll like a traditional classic little skinny like 70s hippie joint. Little, yeah, little pinner. Little pinner. Yeah. Put it right in your uh, Q-tip case. Okay. I, aren't they checking these things for the smell? They, no one's... No, they're no. not. Those dogs at the airport, airport aren't even looking for a The weed. dogs can catch... I get, do you not think so? I they're mean... They're not trained... Because it's just what they're trained for. I was They're in a, trained for, for sure, but they're looking for more like explosive material. But do you think the dog is like, yeah, dude, I mean, I was uh, I was trained for weed, but it's pretty much legal at this point, so I'm just going to let it slide. <laughs> like, it's not how dogs think. I was in an airport in, I want to say Belize, 
Belize, the, humble brag. Where the fuck are you going, you exotic minx? Belize is like the Mexico of Mexico. Rude. But accurate. <laughs> Have you been? It's fucking no, I awesome. But- no, it's like, it's the Caribbean Mexico. Okay, it's cool. It's fucking great. I definitely recommend it, and it's not, it's- pre- That's where white bitches like me go missing. Gotta be careful oh my, when they travel abroad. Abroads oh God, go missing yeah. when they travel abroad. I uh, I, I remember <laughs> I was taking I was taking a photograph of gang graffiti because somebody it was a uh, it was, it was a poor gang and some guy was like with a you know Belizean accent was like, do you really think that's something you need to take a picture of? Like shaming me for coming down and like you're, there's you're so like, many yeah, there's yeah. so many beautiful things to see in Belize. You want to go home and tell everybody about oh look at this look at the gang violence in Central America. Yeah, you do because you got to let your friends know they got to be careful. No, he was right. But what I told him was the person who had wrote poor gang they'd made the R wrong, so it said poop gang. <laughs> So this guy tried to Belize shame me, and he's like, do you really want it? And I'm like, dude, look, it says poop gang. He's like, oh, okay, that's hilarious. (laughs) I'm in that gang. Yeah. So I was going to Belize, and when I got off the plane, the dogs are going going through the airport. I'm like, oh, I hope hope they find the bad guys and keep us law-abiding Mormons safe. And they started barking at me. What? And there was times in the past where I would have been traveling with drugs, and that never goes away. What drugs do you travel with? You know, I flew with weed or whatever when that was a thing. But that never goes away that, like, when when you get pulled over, you're like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Or, like, when you pass a cop, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, when you walk out of a store, I'm like, this alarm's going to go off. It takes 10 or 15 years to adjust mentally from being the lawbreaker to the law-abiding citizen to realize that the police are, you're not the one they're looking for. You're now they're protecting you from that guy. Yeah. You know, so the dogs barked at me and it was because I had apples. Apples. And you're not allowed to introduce oh, well, foreign flora fauna into, yeah. into Belize. Well, you can seriously fuck up. People have fucked up, you know, ecosystems, local ecosystems. Which is what I was hell bent on doing. <laughs> they, they may have stopped I mean... me. They may have stopped me that one time. <laughs> My sister's over. My sister's house is overrun with stink bugs from China, that just come over in bags. You know, they come over in luggage, and then they just overtake an area because they have no natural predators in that area. Are they the ones that look like kind armor? Of like, like yeah, like like moth turtles. Well, yeah, that's a good description. They look yeah, we, like. I used to have a. I used to be in a house. We called it the buggy house. With stink bugs. They were so localized, so ma- much yeah. like much like your reign as the people's champion on this show. <laughs> it's very localized. It was like two blocks away. They didn't have them, but we were overrun with them. I feel like that was a jab. I feel like, like there's. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm leaving an analogy yeah, like out you, there on the table that I could be. <laughs> My sister's house. I would never call you covered in stink bugs. Uh-huh. That's all I wanted to say. So wait, so you fly with marijuana, and I'm saying yes, that if the marijuana. dogs Allegedly. are trained for them, then they are going to find that. I think I, I, you know, I just walk with a certain air of confidence, and I smell nice that yeah. they don't. And I'm a dog mom, so I think they sense like. Wait, you travel with a dog? I do. So there's a lot of like oh, stuff that's happening that the dog that's already in the airport who's trained to zero in on someone like me is just like, I'm confused by this creature, this being who also has a dog and she smells like vanilla and she looks like she wants to take me home. The oh, so dog's think, like, bye. You think your dog looks you. at their dogs and it's like, she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Ch- Chaplin's like, move on, bro. This ain't, this ain't the time. So you're a dog mom. I have three dogs. I've, I've been in. I've you been bring in, them on, They come on the plane. Not all of them. I'm not that lady. I'm not walking on with my emotional support pony. But I would if I had one. Some guy just registered an emotional support beehive. Shut the fuck up. Just to be an the, asshole the, no. to prove that he could. Did he? And he did. Yeah. Who the fuck signed that? It's not his fault. 
It's almost as if the whole thing is a sham and he knew that he would get signed off on it, thereby proving his point. Well, that must be an automated system. Probably. Who approved that? The person who just takes money for handing out bullshit certificates so people can bring their animal and sit next to me on a plane? I mean, the systems. I mean, I fly with babies, but they grow out of it. Yeah, but that's an emotional support. But then they become, you know, as you're dependent. I am my baby's emotional. You are support the emotional animal. support. Yeah, right. So yeah. you should fly for I'm, free. I'm the toy pony in this scenario. You should. You should submit yourself. Oh my goodness. You should submit yourself. Right. You should say, "I have a. I am. I am my daughter's emotional support, and I have to fly for free. She needs me, and I'm. I'm not going to go under the seat. I'm going yeah. on her lap. Do you? You can't put me under the plane. I'm sitting on my daughter's lap. I'm not lap. going down there again. I'm not going down there again. Yeah. Hurts my do you ears. Want, do you want her to fly by herself? Do you want to try that? Do you want to see who's going to change these shitty diapers? Yeah. She had she had peas today. You don't want that <laughs> ass wrath. True. Babies it's the one thing about babies, I think we've talked about this before, but like I would spend some time with my niece and nephew. And they're so beautiful. Like your little daughter, she's so beautiful. But you ever like hold her and like stare into her adorable, innocent eyes and you like having this connection, this beautiful moment and you just know she's shitting her pants. Yeah, I do stand up about that. Yeah, she's she's always shitting right? in my hand, yeah. They just shit in your hand. Care. Don't even care. But it's your daughter. That means nothing to me. My niece does it and I'm when like, they poop I in hand the bathtub, I got a problem with that. My nephew pooped in my bathtub. Oh, that's so bad. It, 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 it looked, I thought animal. it was a toy. I was like, what's this? I went to grab it. This is just like a you shit. You can't grab it. You're, you're animals. Yeah. You grab a piece of poop in the bathtub, now you got two pieces of poop. Yeah. And there's no coming back from that. No, you got to scrub the whole thing. Yeah, you got your hand. And then it, the, it's awful. the fecal particles are stuck in the crevices of your skin, microscopically. Mm-hmm. You're not getting... Those are there for life. Yeah. They just embed burn, themselves. Burn your fingerprints off. Yeah, you should burn... You should just remove... Dip your hands in acid after mm-hmm. that. A paraffin dip of acid. I dropped my baby so bad today. I don't know if you should say that. It was an accident. Are you sure? It was definitely a- Are you sure? It's not like- I had a tough angle. I was trying to get into her car seat from a tough angle, and she just kind of- Is it- This isn't like a- forward. No, I would never- What's that girl who- Amber- what, That's that girl who messed up her baby, who killed her baby? I never follow the Nancy Grace stories. No, it's- Look, Nancy Grace is bringing some eyeballs to these terrible people. What's her name? The girl who, like, killed her baby from Florida. Casey- um, Casey Anthony. Is that the one? Yep. All right. She's pregnant. Casey Anthony's having another child. Did she kill the last one? <laughs> yes. I don't know anything about. I mean, I know the name. She. I don't think she was convicted. But in in the court of popular opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. she's presumed to have. Yeah, murdered her kid, like two two years old. Found her in the trash. I can just never understand. Like, it's very very hard for me to imagine murdering somebody. Oh. But I'll touch again on my deeply ingrained Catholic guilt. Yes, please. I just. It's it's weird to me that out of all of these really, really high profile, like, let's assume that the person had um, a, a fever of madness and they, you know, had been able to function in society, were not identified by every single person they identified. They encountered their entire lives as a stark raving, mad, sociopathic lunatic. And then they do something horrible. Be right. It, be it Casey Anthony, be it O.J. Simpson, be it plenty of other people that we just don't know about. Something not, like outside of their. Because they're not famous and they do something so horrendous. Yeah. I just don't know why not a single one of these ever ends with the person three months, nine months, whatever, into protesting, you know, their guilt and saying that they're innocent, just going, 
oh, I just can't do this anymore. I did I, it. I know. Oh my God. I it's just, I, 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 I panicked and then I panicked again and I just want to make things right. I fucked up. And it's I, psychopathy though. It never happens. And that they never have that really weird moment of betrayal. Like, like I, another thing that I would expect is OJ's just sitting, let's just assume he's guilty, is sitting there in his cell night after night, reliving the horrible thing that he's done. He's calmed down. He's facing the consequences. He knows that everything he's built has been shattered in a way that can never really be fixed that you would just start going to court every day and just you, you wouldn't be able to eat you wouldn't be able to you, sleep yeah, yeah. you just become a shell it's just so obvious that the guilt is eating you alive because you have brutally murdered two people yes. one of which is the mother of your children one of which had had nothing to do with you and never deserved to die at your hands at anybody's hands that you wouldn't just your guilt wouldn't just betray you yeah but you know some people that happens to a majority of people get consumed and completely eaten by their guilt. Mm-hmm. But a very small percentage of people, and it's much smaller than the general population thinks, just because of all these Netflix documentaries and books and movies, that the percentage of people who are actually psychopaths and serial killers is such a small percentage compared to like the whole population. People are good. People are, people are good. I believe that. But it's Just the dicks who run everything. There are some people like those O.J. Simpsons and these Casey Anthony's who are able to compartmentalize. Must be. Because they are not functioning on a mental level to the rest of, to the majority of people. It's got to be one in the same. The ability to yes. to murder people is the same ability that allows you to, I guess what they say, I don't watch these documentaries about, I watch American Dad. I don't watch anything anybody's <laughs> watching. But that... They have they do compartmentalize the same part of them that kills is the part where they put the fact that they have killed and they just sort of live dissociated from the knowledge of what they've done and who they are. It's crazy. It's got to be. I mean, that I, I don't that Casey Anthony case. I just remember being like, that's your own daughter. What'd she do? She, well, she lied to the detectives. She told them her daughter had been kidnapped by a nanny, but her grandma. Had. Casey's car and she hadn't seen her granddaughter and she said that Casey's car smelled like decay. Oh. And so um she 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 was charged with first degree murder but she pled not guilty. Right, I know she was charged. I know yeah, there was a trial. That's why Nancy Grace was able to That's right. Um bat her humongous eyelashes and cry and act out her huge every nostrils night. and her blunt haircut. But uh, I guess her her uh, skeleton remains were found in a blanket inside a trash bag in an area near Casey's house. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't determine the death, but it was definitely determined to be homicide. Right. It's just, I used, it's your own daughter, man. Don't, and then she's going to have another one. That baby's got to be like, fuck. <laughs> of all people in the universe for me to be born. Clinging to the banana boat. <laughs> I would be crawling to the adoption agency if I were that baby. Like, get me away from this crazy bitch. I but do you think people can, ref- do you think Casey could be reformed? Do, do, do I think that she will kill another child? Well, do you think that she, it was an isolated incident? Just from the general, you know. I don't know. I remember reading a thing when I was a kid. This is a real dark conversation we're having but there was a lady who drowned a bunch of her babies yeah i remember that woman she said they were possessed by the devil like early 90s or something like that and Mm -hmm. it was and obviously to do it to more than one it's a methodical it's just it's crazy horrible to contemplate the one and then another and then another and i remember that there was a 
when columnists, like when there was more of a mono media and certain columnists really had big names and had a lot of sway, there's a woman who can't think of her name. I think it's like Noonan or Noon who writes for Newsweek. I think yeah. it was her. And well, everybody was just doing the ritual public stoning of this woman for being the worst human being who'd ever lived. Ugh. This uh, columnist wrote an article where she was like, I'm a mom. And obviously there's something wrong with this lady to have done this, but I'm a pretty put together person I'd like to think. And there were times where I was so overwhelmed by motherhood that I was almost not responsible for my actions. And I just want to have like a word of pity for this woman. Anybody who's ever been a parent could understand that how how even sane people can lose the plot when they really get in the shit parenting and if somebody doesn't have the mental skills to begin with if they're already weakened by something within that, their dna that just the, sort of there's there's a little bit of that in all of us and don't pretend that I, it's oh not yeah. which i thought was a very i, I remember and when i wasn't i wasn't a parent at the time and i was like wow okay that's an interesting point that's very it's a very sympathetic way of looking at things now that i've been there i am very overwhelmed by parenting at the moment i am it it it, it is completely outside the realm of possibility that I, could the, that I could imagine harming my children. I get it's just that. not even anywhere close to... I could punch strangers. I mean, I've done that. I, obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm attacking the elderly in, in produce departments. I don't even have a kid. Look out, one eyes. Watch out, Ethel. I'm coming for you. Uh -huh. Would you say that parenting has been the most mentally straining and, and challenging thing you've ever embarked on? No. Would it be living that rock star life? <laughs> no, it's not rock and roll. Maybe dealing with not being rock and roll for a minute there was pretty tough. <gasps> no, works harder. I, I mean, I can't. No, raising your kid. Everybody can do it. Look, everywhere you go, there's fucking people. Like, everybody's a fucking dummy. I think every, yeah. I think we found that out. Man, I gave, I think people are good. A lot of people are pessimistic about humankind. I think human We're generally good. I think humankind are generally good. I believe the I same thing. I will say this. I gave humankind way too much credit for their intelligence. Yes. Because people are fucking People are dumb. dumb. You and guys are you guys are nice, but dumb. Not people who listen to the show, and I'm not no, just you saying- you guys are great. I'm not just saying the pander. You wouldn't listen to this if you didn't have a taste for- Don't judge me. Don't for, tell me what I would or wouldn't for, do. You know what I would do? First thing I would do is find that lady who wrote that article expressing sympathy mm -hmm. and put a ping in her, a uh, hi, watch out for her children. I think her kids were- uh, I think I went to high school with her kids, actually. Well, but, I would. That's like you know, we might want to just I think put her kids a flag were, in I think that her, woman. Her, her kids were out of danger. The, by the, the time government she... should just keep an eye on that. Yeah, she's literally like, yeah, I get it. I get that you could mur. No, no, you should. As much as we are capable of horrific things, historically, we're also capable of raising families in large yeah. families, while there are creatures that want to attack us yeah her, and while we're in an uncivilized mm -hmm. place and time in life you her, know what her, i mean her point was that if that that, she might murder her kid no no day. her point was that that they're the weakest link in the chain of humankind who doesn't have the emotional and mental wherewithal to handle adult responsibilities like she said the strain is really great for people who are who do have the tools to to adult yeah and that it's not hard it's not unfathomable for to for her to imagine that the weakest among us would 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 not it might be and you don't have to be evil to do that you just have to be I get weak that. and to have really really failed so no parenting is not hard there's people absolutely everywhere doing it with far more kids than i have um but some of them, you know, work a lot more hours than I do too. Parenting's just relentless. It is. I, relentless. I was actually having the conversation it with is. my son this morning because he 
he uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really want to get into specifics, but like that's right. You got another kid. I'm so focused on your daughter. He you do was at, yeah, and the other one can like talk and shit like that. Yeah, he's and like functioning. I won't get into why, but we were having a heart to heart, and I was talking about what I'm going through these days, and I was telling him I was like, it's just. I I constantly I said it's like schoolwork. Being a parent is as I relate it to an eight year old. It's like school. You know, there's very little that they throw at you at school that you can't do. That is just like so hard for you to do. It's just you got to do this and then you got to do this. Yep. And you got to do this. You got to this. And sometimes the faster you do it, it keeps coming at you even, even faster, faster, and absolutely. you can't catch up. It's just this relentless series of little irritating chores. And once you start falling behind and you are, are don't have enough sleep. Hey, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad becomes very frustrating. And we get frustrated at him. And it's not fair because he is capable of taking care of himself. Yeah. The baby cannot take care of herself. Right. He can, cannot be expected to do it consistently because he's seven and three quarters he's not, years he's not old. quite there. But like if the baby's like, I need a blah, 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 I'm not going to say, do it yourself. Well, I would if I were your nanny. We've been trying. We've, we have, <laughs> we, it's funny how we just, we don't really speak, baby. We're like, what? You're fine. Stop. No, stop. Like, this is the That's way That's how that you we, should talk to your kids. This is the way that we correct That's why kids her. talk like this, because we talk like that. But when my dad is like, I know, I, yeah, I've never never gotten into the baby talk thing. But when my kid is like, hey, can hey, uh, can you help me? I'm like, she's like, oh, oh, God, dude, you need a thing? I'm doing 20 things for another person. You're like, I'm doing 20 things so that I could get you the one thing, but I don't have time to get you the I thing. I don't have time to get you a thing, and it's just like, it's not unrealistic that he occasionally wants one thing from us. I mean, us. most of the shit kids want is unrealistic. He's pretty- They ask. They've got big asks. He's pretty reality-based. Is he? I made him work for like a dollar. Good. For days. You should. You should make him work a year for 50 cents. Good point. And then he's got to invest it. You said you wanted to tell me something. I did? Yeah, you said there was a theme. Oh, I did. Yeah. So we never get to your themes. Well, we're going to get to this one. Thanks to me. I don't know if you have noticed, but You're it's gay. not just the. Oh, God damn it. I, I don't know. I thought you were going to come out. I, I just wanted to jump the gun. The do, way you think you... do you think I'm gay? I'm not sure. I'm going to ask you. Really th- what do you really think? No, I don't think you are at all. You think I'm a little bit? Nope. Not a little bit. You're not you're, tiniest little bit. You're gentle heterosexual. Okay. Yep. I can't just be like a randy gay guy. Nope. You're a gentle hedro. Because they say everybody's on the spectrum a little bit. No. I'm not? No, you're not. Are you? No. I've never looked at clit. Never been tempted to? No. There's never been one woman that you looked at where you're like, if I had to. Not, not if I had to. Zoe Kravitz. Then. Who's she? How dare you? Mm. Zoe Kravitz? I watch American Dead. What is Kravitz? When you think of Kravitz, you fucking rock star. What's Kravitz? Is it the kid with the Cosby kid? Close. It's not? Lisa Bonet. Yeah. And Lenny Kravitz had a beautiful daughter. Yeah, Lisa Bonet's a Cosby kid. Yeah. Right. Um, which is so funny because remember Bill Cosby being very opinionated about how she was living her life and telling everybody on the show that she needs to like step up her act or she's going to get off the show. Meanwhile, Bill was just putting bitches to sleep and fucking them. Anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is the daughter of Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz. She's the one girl I probably... Scissor, but that's about it. Not really in reality. I like yeah. a man. I like a thick. I like thick girth. In general, yeah, just in general. But we digress. Yeah. So I don't know if you've noticed because I kind of didn't even really click with me. It's the end of the year. What? That part I got. Okay. I've been well aware that the year is drawing to a close, and mm-hmm. 
tying up my business affairs as best I can and preparing for holidays with the family and travel and what have you. But it kind of really didn't register with me. It is the end of a decade. Oh, shit. I gather we are on the same page. Whoa. (gasps) I didn't even. You're not pretending. No. Mm -hmm. You know what's even more fucked up, Mm -hmm. Tully? Is I've read that and I still didn't (laughs) register. Isn't it crazy? People, I've read people on on Twitter. Yeah, end of decade lists. And I didn't. I didn't. I was like, whatever you're saying. I don't know the words that you're saying, but yeah, it's going to be a new decade. And that to me, but time is just a man-created tool. I don't know if I agree with that. If you take the clock off the wall, Mm -hmm. you take away all the clocks. No one knows what time it is. I mean, the sun. If we don't know what time it is, does that mean it's not real? It doesn't mean that it's not real, but I think that the parameters we've put up are for ourselves. I don't think. I think this is just a way to sort of make us feel like we're in control of time. I think it's a way for us to all be able to meet up places. Yeah, this is just so we can make have meetings. Time was created in L.A. Time. <laughs> time. So time. everyone can hop on a quick fucking call. This town loves to hop on a quick call. Oh, really? I, uh, nobody's talking to me. Nobody's hopping on quick calls Everyone with me. loves to hop on a quick call. You have a lot of hop, quick I calls? I love saying it in emails. It's my favorite thing. Uh-huh. Can we just hop on a quick call? Oh, really? Yeah. You not say that to me. Well, you never... That'll be my next email to you. Okay. When you ask me to do this again, I'm like, actually, could we just hop on a quick I call? I don't hop on quick calls with Would you laugh either. so hard if I no. did it? No, I prefer I, I prefer to hop on a quick call. I feel like as soon as we get past, people are so in love with texting nowadays. Once we get past like three for you, three for me, I'm just calling you. Yeah. We don't text text. What are we doing here? You and I made a decision, I guess I meant more to me than it meant to you, that we were going to move our dialogue to email because it's a little bit easier to keep track of in a professional yes. way if we say, let's, I try agree. To, let's try to do a thing this day. It's so much easier. And you're way more in demand than me. You'd said at the time that people hit you up to do shows and what have you, and you're getting texts and DMs it's and what have you. It's a fucking mess. See, nobody's asking me to do a goddamn thing. It's a so mess. So I'm the master of my communication because I'm not really communicating with anybody. Email's nice. You know, I'm going to start I'm gonna start having everybody centered into email because people yeah. are DMing me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, yeah. texting. You and I have already had this conversation, I think, on the show. It's too much, and that's why you got to find overwhelming. Like, email's the only way that really... You know what? I'm old school, but it's the only way it really works for me. I'm not going to do email. They're going to have to send... Letters? No, a Chinese lantern, a floating lantern. Are those on fire? Am I thinking yeah. of the right thing? Yeah. Oh. I know it's dangerous, and it's like ecologically, it's not the smartest. In Southern California, no. It's definitely bad in California, but that's it. I'm, I'm going off the grid. You want a note to me? It's tempting. Put it in a mini parachute. Have it be flown by three Ameri- uh, three bald eagles. One has to speak Japanese. Okay. Fluently. That's, well, I'm going to send that one to your house. I will keep that. Send me an email with all that and I'll, oh, well. and I'll try to execute okay. it. We'll hop on a quick call. Okay. So it occurred, I, I think it's noteworthy that neither you nor I really noticed that it's the end of a decade. Yeah. Because this has to sort of be a function of age. The end of the 80s was brutal. To, was it? What was wrong? I don't know. I just. It was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. The 90s are starting. Yeah, and the 90s were totally and different vibe. And I think even when people were in the 80s, because the 80s are just, they left a very big imprint on the culture. Just so many of the classic movies and music and stuff like that. It was just a big, huge, colossal pop culture um, 
decade and it was very different from the 70s. The 80s were a thing. People talked about what the 80s were as the 80s were happening. It's the 80s, yeah. man. It's the Cosby decade. Yep. The to 80s quote, felt but like... one, one memorable line from Soul Man. <laughs> Is that really a line? Oh my God, that was the that was the thing, and the, to justify why C. Thomas Howell was in blackface in a major Hollywood release in the eighties. Jesus, you don't remember that? No. Yeah, the guy wears blackface so he can get a. a, a what like is a, this in? Soul Man. Oh wow! Oh, like yeah. an affirmative I remember, action gets into it, gets into Harvard. Yeah, I remember what you're saying. That's crazy. I feel why, like do the 80s wanna, why do you want to be black? It's the eighties, man. It's the Cosby decade. Oh my God, that's yeah. wild. Is like, that crazy? When you look back and it, in the moment. Everything evolves, and it takes a while for us to like look back in hindsight mm-hmm. and be like, "Whoa, what and were I lo- you thinking?" And I looked it up to be like, "Wait, do I really?" Because I saw that in the theater. That really happened, right? And because it was uh, the guy, C. Thomas Howell was from The Outsiders. I think he's like Stay Gold Pony Boy. So I watched that, and I'm like, "Well, what happened to that guy?" Because everybody else in The Outsiders is a huge, <laughs> huge star. You know, it's like Tom Cruise and Matt Dillon, and and then there's him. Yeah, and I'm like, what did he do? What's he doing in there? And I'm like, what? Well, what did he do after that? And it's like, well, he was in Soul Man with Ray Don Chong. And I'm like, oh my God, Soul Man! I forgot all about that. The only person who was who had a voice in the media in the culture who was like, are you fucking kidding me? Was Spike Lee? And I guarantee yeah. you that everybody at the time was like, oh, Spike Lee, yeah. can't you just have fun for once? Right, quit complaining. God, don't you do anything but complain yeah. and make basketball commercials? Right, and he's like, he's been the one that's just like been, you know. He says something at every turn, like he's a good activist for like yeah. when he's like, "Hey, this is fucked up." Mm-hmm. But it's also like he it, was right. Yeah, he's right. Of course, he was right. Rogan talked about something similar to what you're talking about. Uh, when I was on his show with him, he was talking about this movie back in the day, like a black and white movie. I forget what it was called and the actor, but it was a white actor hired to play an Asian man. Oh, Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. No. Oh wow, because that's the most notorious <laughs> one. This I'm talking like fifties. This oh. movie's like from the fifties, maybe even like I don't know exact year, but they There's tons and tons. He of had a Chinese accent. It was mm-hmm. a white actor with a mm-hmm. Chinese accent. Mm-hmm. They taped his eyes back. Yeah, no shame in their game. Gave him like Chinese facial hair, mm-hmm. and it. He played a clip, and I was jarred. I had no idea that this existed. Yeah, that was just the thing. Whitewash of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recently rewatched The Searchers, which is one of the classic John Wayne movies, and the Indian chief that they're after That's the whole time right. is just like some Italian guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, Gino, the guy's actual pizza shop. Yeah, he probably I don't know came from Pizza People. He could probably he could have tossed a dough while he was, he was wearing tossing the his, dough between his shots. Headdress. <laughs> just staying in shape, making a nice ravioli for the crew. That and that's still going on in China. They're like where we were 50, 60 years ago, there was a, a clip you can find where they were like celebrating all the things China's doing around the world. And they're like, look, look at all of our investment. They're building all these trains in uh, in Africa. And they brought out, I think it was like Chinese people in blackface who were like, look at me, I'm an African. Like that's because they're just, they're not, they're just inward looking. They're just Chinese people thinking yep. about Chinese people and everybody else is just kind of out there doing their thing and they're not concerned about other people's feelings or the way they look to the rest of the world exactly the way America yeah. was, you know, it, not that long We need to have some more ago. empathy. We need to be a little more empathetic. I think we're getting empathetic. I think we're, we're the, the rubber band might be stretched kind of as far as it's going to go because that's what it is. For the longest time, R. Kelly is a really, really good example, right? Like people thought about his side of it well maybe he's i don't know what because they knew who he was they didn't know who these unknown faceless right. victims were same as michael jackson same yep. as all that and 
the fact that one of them was prominent put them on a pedestal and the fact that the person wasn't prominent just made their voice lesser. Of course. And now it's all about the victims to the extent of where I think people are throwing rocks at some powerful people that are maybe bigger rocks than those powerful people really even deserve. Deserve, yeah, absolutely. But that maybe it's is become popular. That maybe is a necessary corrective and maybe you'd like to think we find our, our way back to a happy medium where we can respect people's innocence until proven guilty yeah, while, have at the accountability. Same time, while at the same time holding them accountable when they yeah. are shown to have done horrible things even if the person they did it to is is a marginal member of society right know? matt damon said there's you know there's a spectrum of what's going on and i agree with that yeah I, absolutely without a doubt yeah Can't just be throwing those big rocks it's a good point yeah 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 yeah. al franken is not a, a mass murderer right and yet he's not a senator right regardless of what he may or may not have not done even if even if the worst case scenario for him was was true probably not something that you you, you know you have to stop being a senator over right to pick one example so anyway the 80s ended the 90s ended that was a huge fucking deal what'd you do on the on the millennium on that new year's i uh i think i blew a guy in a cab really no i'm just kidding um oh me too <laughs> i don't remember you don't no do you oh my god i had plans for that for Five years out. Why did we think alien ship was going to come and save us? No, I just thought it was the biggest since I was a. I'm a little older than you. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, I was born I, in seventy-seven. I was twenty-three. Okay, like from the time I was born, it was you know Prince two thousand zero. Oh, that's right. Like we fucking zero, knew zero, that this 99. was this was coming. This was going to be the biggest night in the history right. of humankind. Our lives are about to fucking change. We're going to enter the future. We're going into new centennial year. Yeah, millennium. Millennium. Yeah. That's right. So in the end, maybe like most things that I do, big plans, half measures in reality. I like spray painted my hair silver and had these crazy club clothes on. Oh, God. I'm I took embarrassed. A took a bunch of ecstasy. Oh, and, shit. But then I just ended up in this kind of groovy dive bar on St. Mark's and, yeah. in the village and uh, just a couple doors away from where I bought that Super Nintendo. <laughs> and... I almost forgot that, new, like, five minutes to New Year's. And I was, like, ready to throw money around like I had never thrown money around. Right, because it's a because new it, yeah. year. So I was on... You'll get new money. I was on ecstasy. Whatever. Yeah, this money probably won't even be good next year. Yeah, it's, it's it, last year's money. And, last month. I remember I ran over at, like, three minutes to midnight and said, I want, like, three bottles of champagne, like, now. And... They were like, hey, yeah, we can do it, we can do it. And I was like pouring champagne for strangers. Like something I'd never, Why? ever. Why were you balling out? Because I was just so excited about, the, it was the fucking millennium. It was 2000. This is the biggest, I, 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 I'm a carpe diem kind of guy. I like to have fun. I like to party. I like to live it up. I'm very sent so much about you. I can't believe you're a party animal. sentimental about like a- occasions, you know, like my yeah. first day of school, last day of school. I still, in my mind, am aware of when my monthly anniversary is with my wife from when we were dating. That's really cute. I just See, like you're a gentle. I just hetero. like to celebrate. You're a gentle hetero. I like to celebrate life, you know. Yeah. And that was like a big celebration that was just there waiting for us. We were 23 and we were on drugs, and it was. That's really sweet. So it was a big deal when it went from 99 to 2000. Obviously, right? I feel like this last decade was not so much of a big deal when we went from 09 to 10. No, because it's like inter. 
decades. It's I not think, like a bookend of a yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like a big marker into a shift where the first numbers are changing. It was yeah, exactly. It couldn't compare it to the preceding one, and no. maybe that's kind of still what's going on. But I have to think to young people, it's a really big deal. They to don't younger care about, people, it's a big deal. They don't care about what happened twenty years ago. No, right? It's it's we have more of a perspective. Well, you do because you're sixty five, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still. But with age comes a certain amount of wisdom so, as well. So young, I'm right? So young. As a as a 17 year old yes i'm still 17 <laughs> somewhere deep inside i believe that is true my hymen is 17 oh my goodness mm-hmm. wow yeah i got i got rid of upgrade. it upgrade yeah i just saved it though i put it in a paperweight that's not how paperweights work well i had it you know i had it encased in secret a paperweight oh material. i see is it like that 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 see-through plastic. Why do people need paperweights? Were they the windows open and papers are flying all over the room? Yes, that is actually why. I mean, how windy was it? Were paperweights created in Chicago? Like, how windy was this? It doesn't office? need to be the windiest of cities for well, a paperweight to be. Necessary. How many? How many fucking windows? Close your window. They, were, they had fans. It's before AC. They had fans on. I mean, really, we need to figure it out. All it takes is one girthy man walking past oh, God. a desk with maybe maybe his jacket's un, unbuttoned. And for the so he's got a, a little bit shaft. extra, a little bit extra drag on his jacket. Yeah, I'm not talking about his dick. Oh, I was. Oh, that's with the girthy man that you're into. Yeah, I just like. A I nice... just thought you like fat dudes. I, not not fat. No, I know what you're saying. You know, I need like a, a solid dude, a substantial, a, yeah, man. like right. a lumberjack. Yeah, like my man's a farmer. He's thick. Oh, really? He's got he's dense. Mm-hmm. Farmers he's not, only. He's not huge. No, just Snapchat. <laughs> So it's the end of the decade, and I came across, this is how it registered with me that it was the end of the decade. Okay. On Reddit, they had a thread that was like just about what were the worst trends of the last 10 years. And it's been, I think, when we think of this past decade, trends themselves were a big part of the decade because this has been social media blowing up. and Trends aren't lasting as long either. They're they're rotating much quicker. Are they? Yeah. They don't don't last as long. What are the recent trends? Um, I don't know. I can't really think of any perfect examples, but I just don't think they don't last as long. Social media is so evolved. It it, it uh, refreshes itself every day. Right. Know? It kind of eats its own tail. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, the biggest trend that I can think of that really like dominated social media for just about the longest amount of time out of any of these was the ice bucket challenge. Oh yeah. Did you, I didn't do the ice bucket. Cause were you, were you called out? I th- I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was called out. People on Facebook like called me out, but I was just, did comedians I, do it? Yeah. Comedians did it. I, what was it for? I want to say, health? no, 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 no. I want to say ALS. We don't even know what it was for. Pretty sure it was ALS. Lou Gehrig's disease. Are you sure? I'm pretty, I think so. Brutal disease. One of the most brutal of diseases. That was the problem with, we didn't yet have the language to say, I'm not going to fucking do that because people could say, well, it's for a really good cause. Yeah. And it, and it was like when you actually saw in the end, even though like 95% of people who participated in that never made a donation to ALS. It was, it was all of this awareness. I have such a problem with Susan G. Komen. You know, the the pink people, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Tell me why. Because their thing is breast cancer awareness. Last I checked, little to none of the money that they raise goes to breast cancer research. Really? It is to raise awareness for breast cancer. Who the fuck 
doesn't know that breast cancer is a thing. Like, you are the most successful charitable drive of all time. Are they? Because, because, well, in my opinion, because when you started off, you obviously felt pretty strongly that not enough people knew that women needed to get mammograms because breast cancer was a clear and present danger to all of them, right? Well, mission accomplished. Everybody fucking knows. Yeah, we get mammograms. You turned the NFL pink for a month out of every year in the most shameless corporate pandering I've ever seen disguised as as back padding philanthropy. Whoa. That was just a shameless thing to get women to watch the NFL. Yeah, and so what percentage are they raising any sort of money for specific? I would hope that- Keep talking. I'll look it up. I would hope that they have some sort of, you know, percentages for donation- but that's an interesting thing because I raise awareness for Alzheimer's Association, Polarity for Charity, and you know, two causes I know are definitely like putting their funding towards research and helping actual individuals, especially Hilarity for Charity. I know they do like actual uh, individual funds for people, but that's a really good fucking point. Like how much we've got the awareness, we need the research. Okay, so I'm looking at an article from 2012, Susan, Susan G. Komen. Defines its mission as finding a cure for breast cancer. In recent years, however, it has cut by nearly half the proportion of fundraising dollars it spends on grants to scientists working to understand the causes and develop effective treatments. Everyone talks about a cure. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about a cure for disease. And I, like that sounds great. And on paper, it sounds great. But the thing about a cure is it's dependent upon a disease. It's still not solving the problem. Like, a cure is still... The problem with me is a cure is profitable prevention is not and that's why so much money and this is just an opinion mm-hmm. and it's probably completely uh flawed but i feel like a cure is um more appealing because more people can get paid on a cure if you're talking about prevention there's less things happening down the line mm-hmm. you know yeah, big pharma big pharma yeah of, right. a cure well, what means they really a pill. Like, what they really like is is treatment that's not a cure right because that, if they cure you yeah. then you're not a patient anymore there, there's cures. There's cures no, you out don't there. That. Yes, I do. You believe that somebody's some I, like yes. super smart monkey is sitting on the. I don't know what, if what by what device or by what means or vessel. The problem here's my You're problem. Out with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, there's some truth to. Uh, there's some purpose to digging in and questioning the way things are done and having to think there's got to be alternatives to what's going on. There's got to be alternate truths. Well, and- the, 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 the hope, the, the wish that – I believe that what, what fuels conspiracy theory is, is two things. A small extent of what they think is, is true. And there really is real information that's being suppressed and right. big whatever doesn't want you to know about stuff. I, don't, I wouldn't debate that that happens but not nearly to the extent that they think it does. It's a fear. It's fear of reckoning with the fact that the world is out of control. It is chaos and nobody is at the controls. People like Sam, I assume, because I think all conspiracy theorists would rather believe that there are evil people running the show in an evil manner than complete chaos. Than to think that there is chaos. I that's agree a, with that's, that. That's preferable. I, and, and, and there's I, and, a middle ground there. I think there's definitely... You're, there's and real a, quick, I, I've told Jesse Ventura, you know him, he was a pro wrestler. He yeah, was, Jesse Ventura. Exactly. I told that's Jesse Ventura that... It was, that was your Ventura. Yeah. I thought that was your Sam Tripoli. Also, humble <laughs> brag. Also name drop. I told him that... I met him on the radio, that he... I said, what I find frustrating about talking to all of you people is 
I know that 30% of what you're saying is true. Right. And I don't have the time or ability to figure out to what judge, it is. To judge, yeah. And to you like, guys swear up and down that 100% is true. And I give Sam credit because Sam is very- um, He's very informed well, he's very, and dedicated. Well, he reads a lot of stuff. You can read a lot of stuff and not necessarily be informed, but I think he's- Ooh, shots fired, Sam Tripoli. He's very good <laughs> at admitting that he finds lots of things interesting. He yes. will tell you there's a spectrum of stuff. This one is really, really fun. I think it's bullshit, but boy, it's fun to think about. Right. This one is for sure a real thing. You'll never convince me otherwise. This one, a lot of people say, I disagree with them. I don't think that's real. Like he's not a, just because he can, is well versed in a spectrum of conspiracy theory doesn't mean he subscribes to all of it. Yeah, I agree. Because a lot of it's entertainment. Well, yeah, he's, 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 you know, he's got the tinfoil hat podcast. He's skeptical about the mainstream story, but he doesn't turn around and then fall hook, line, and sinker for the alternative theories. Right, he's, also, right. he's also skeptical about conspiracy yes. theories. Or at least he was last time I talked to him about it. He's, got a, little, he he's got a little bit further off the deep end into that world. You know, he's been embraced by that world yeah. more since I, I've been in touch with him. So Every time I find an article, I send it to him. And I'm like, tell me, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But like, when, it, when you... We and we don't have to go too deep into this, no, but I've not. been deep into it just because like my dad was sick and yeah. and then my mom had some issues. My the thing that sort of encapsulates the medical industry for me and and is an exemplifier of what's going on is my mom had a heart problem. She had to get a stint put in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she goes to the doctor and my mom diagnosed herself she was recognizing her symptoms and she goes in tells the doctor she's having these shortness of breath and breath and and these pains and things going on with her heart not once in meeting these doctors and going to a specialist she went to her uh, original doctor her her, uh, general practitioner she went to the cardiologist not one of these doctors asked her what her diet was not one doctor's inquiring about the food she's putting into her body to me that's a huge oversight mm-hmm. and it's it's not even a conspiracy theory it's just showing a flaw in our medical industry how how far away yeah. we've gotten from basic nutrition that our own doctors don't even have the desire or maybe uh need to inquire about that because they're not they don't get a kickback from the apple industry they don't have people from, you know, the salmon farm giving them a percentage of of their <laughs> sales. It's a very, very slippery slope when you're talking about how people are being diagnosed, the pills are being put on in their whole treatment plan. When somebody who's got any sort of problem in their body, the conversation about food isn't even brought in on the table. It's crazy. But I'm not inclined to see that. I agree that that's crazy and that's not shocking, but I'm less inclined to see that as a conspiracy and more inclined to see that as the way that we... I, I'm not the, saying it's a conspiracy. The way that doctors are, are trained, and then you start getting into, I have a whole bit in my act too about like Eastern medicine versus Western medicine, because Eastern medicine would start with the diet supposedly is what they'll is what they'll tell you. I don't think it's they're quite as different as people make them out to be. And here they just go right for the drugs and stuff like that. I think that doctors were taught to. We let, started with with well, medicine like, with like nature medicine. What are they? What are the famous army generals said? Is like when when you when all you have is a hammer, all you see is nail. All you see is right. nails. Yeah. You know, it's like they're just the paradigm that they were. All these doctors were educated in was 
to look at things in terms of, well, I see this symptom and I, and I prescribe this treatment and wait for the whack-a-mole to pop up and then I knock it down. Don't think in a completely different way of what can we do holistically to stop people from developing these things in the first place. It Very just few wasn't, doctors are doing that. It just wasn't the way that they were taught to think. And I don't think that that's, well, I think that's a failure, but uh, I, I don't think that there was a bunch of uh, uh, smart people like, like pushing them to do that and big pharma going, no, 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 don't tell them that they need to have well, a Well, good- there was. Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rockefeller got all his money from oil. Okay. And there's a synthetic and there's a, a compound in almost every synthetic drug on the pharmaceutical market that is a derivative from oil. Mm-hmm. So basically there's a compound in oil that you put into these drugs that is in every single, um, you know. Drug. Drug. Yeah. And Rockefeller is one of the main, I mean, he's that robber baron from back in the day, he mm-hmm. got all of his money from oil. Mm-hmm. And he got together with Carnegie. Mm-hmm. And basically shifted the entire medical industry. They changed the standards of how doctors were getting their education in colleges. They were threatening the colleges to withhold funding unless they started practicing under these terms. They mm-hmm. changed the entire standard. Okay. And this was from an article I read on the New York Times, New York, NewYorkTimes.com. Yeah. And it's really, really interesting. And it's uh, something that's it's just jarring. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, two two okay. white dudes. That's news to me, and that's not that's not shocking if that's true. I just mean that, like, my primary care physician. I think she's a really bright lady, and I think that she has my best interests at heart. And I believe that if she if she believed something was in my best interest health wise, it wouldn't matter what a drug company was telling her or or what's what, her name. I, I don't really want to get into that. Does she ever tell you eat an apple? She's literally insisted that I never eat fruit. Really? Is that bad? <gasps> Shut up. Well, of course he didn't say that. I'm just saying, like, I think that she has my best interests at heart. And if she does not give me, if she gives me imperfect or outdated advice or her advice is too Western medicine-y, I don't think it's because she has bad intentions. I think that she really wants me to be healthy and would tell me the same thing that she would tell her own husband or family or children. We'll see. I put a camera up in her house. We'll see what happens. And I do notice, though, that she has... My doctor is very busy. It's hard for me to get time with my doctor, so I'm always seeing her little minions. And the minions are younger. They're like training doctors, whatever. And I notice very... like I'll, it, They're they're like, oh, have you tried melatonin? Or like, I feel like the, the, oh, new, gener- the new generation... Oh, yeah, the new generation for doctors sure. Doctors are, are getting the message that the rest they of us are. are getting. So what are we? what do we want from our medical establishment? They're, they seem to be bending. I hope so. We need more fruit and more marijuana. Yeah, I don't disagree with either of those things. I have this bag of weed at home. You do? Yeah. Sharing is caring. Is it for me? No, it's not. It's oh. for me. It's for me. And I... This is the last thing I... Well, anyway, yeah. The, we always the, go long. The decades are... The decade's over and there's lots of silly things. Coney 2012. Remember that? Crazy. <laughs> Tell me about your weed. I went to the weed store because I always wanted to buy legal the weed. weed store! And the... The dispensary? It's across the street. It's a weed store. Dispensary. What medicine do you need? Can I just... What's... CBD gum, man? Hi, I'm going to go to the weed store. Can I have a whole bag of weed? So do you I guys have a, weed? I got a bag of weed from this lady and she swore that... She gave me her. She told me she'd give me her Instagram. I look up to think of it. She didn't. And she's like, "If you smoke this and you freak out, you can come after me on Instagram because you're not gonna freak out." And I haven't tried it yet. Cause I'm afraid I'm gonna freak. Yeah, out. you're totally gonna freak out. That lady's like telling you you're gonna freak out. You're gonna freak out and then like probably leave your daughter somewhere. I don't. Yeah, I would have to get lost. You're, you're definitely gonna I've like never leave been your weird, daughter. I've never been weird high around. Well, no, I was weird high around my children once, and I only had one then, and it was bad. And I'm never going back there again. You gotta go. You're jessiemay.com yeah something like that jessiemay.com and um 
just want to say hi to John Hamm because John Stamos is already happily married. Supposedly. Allegedly. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.